Welcome to Inside the Chinese Mind, the podcast for learning how to work cross-culturally with China business and with Chinese people and about China business development. Your hosts, Dr. Helen Jung from Cambridge, United Kingdom and Darren Fuchs from Thompson Gear Lawyers in Australia. Hi, podcasts. This week, Dr. Helen is in China. So to commence our three-part series on how to understand yin-yang in the Chinese business mind, I'll be interviewing Bessie Zhang from Shine Wing, Australia. Well, folks, I'd like to welcome Bessie Zhang to our podcast. Uh, welcome, Bessie. Glad you could make it today. Thank you, Darren. If I could introduce Bessie, Bessie is with Shinewing. Uh, now, you describe them as accountants and advisors. Yes, we're a traditional accounting firm. You're a traditional accounting firm, but I think you do a little more than that. We are a bilingual and bicultural um, firm and try to promote business between Australia and China and try to open doors to create opportunities for our clients. Excellent. And Bessie, I think your history is you've been uh, in the accounting area for 16 odd years. Uh, you were you also uh, have um, recognition as an accountant in Australia and recognition as an accountant in China, which is a, a pretty special spot. There's not many of us that have that sort of dual qualification. Yeah, thank you, Darren. Yeah, I've uh, been auditing for 16 years and I got a couple of years CFO experience in an ASX listed company. Uh, yeah, I do have uh, many qualifications. You certainly do. And I think you've worked uh, in China and in Australia in the accounting fields. Yes, correct. That's great. So you must have a, a tremendous load of experience on how to understand the, the Chinese mind and how to do business across uh, across the Western and Chinese cultures. So welcome to our podcast. You're right on target for people we want to hear from. Thank you. So uh, just to start off, a topic that uh, Dr. Zhang and I are going to be talking about starting with uh, this episode is about yin-yang thinking. And in the Baker-Zhang model, uh, which uh, Dr. Zhang and her husband, Jeff Baker, have developed, they've developed a model for how the, the Chinese mind operates and how to operate business-wise with the Chinese mind. And as a central core basis to that is yin-yang thinking. I think that yin-yang thinking is a is very much a basis of thinking of Chinese people uh, in business and in all walks of life, where the Western philosophy that's probably equivalent to it is Socratic thinking. Would you be able to give us your summary on what yin-yang thinking is or how you find that displayed in business? Sure. Yin-yang thinking is deep in the Chinese mind, uh, but we don't talk about it or mention it this way. So when you ask a Chinese person about yin-yang, he or she might tell you, oh, it's Taoism, which is one of the Chinese philosophies. Yes. Um, so because we're not academic people, um, but we are taught to be patient, forgiving and inclusive when little and still working on it when we grow up. So I think yeah. this is yin-yang thinking, actually. And uh, yeah. yeah, in my opinion, yin yang is just like it's just like it's symbol. So it's some black in the white and some white in the black. 
and the two colors embrace each other in a beautiful way. Two contrast colors exist harmoniously in a circle is to tell us that the world is much bigger than just right or wrong. You gotta have a bigger heart to accept differences. And in China, we say, Hai na bai chuan you rong nai da, which means the sea can hold the water from thousands of rivers because of its capacity. And one, especially the leaders, should be as tolerant in compassing as the vast ocean to see more, achieve more in our lives. That's a great summary. Thank you, Bessie. And I think if I could add on my understanding from the Western side is that Westerners are taught very much to, I would put it, cultivate the light and destroy the dark, where the yin-yang thinking is that the world is made up of both light and dark. It's made up of many opposites. That, ex- that coexist well at the same time. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. I think the Western uh, thinking model is more like a, a decision tray or, or a checklist, and there's either white or black, either friend or enemy. Yeah, yeah, very much. I think uh, we see that in particularly foreign affairs uh, thinking, uh, you are either for me or against me. That's right. And just like the the, the American movies, uh, you're either a super superhero or supervillain. Our Hollywood movies love to separate the two in very uh, uh, simplistic format and then uh, create the, the, the action in the movie between the two forces competing where good seems to always win, or almost always win. Yes. Yeah. Easy to understand. Yeah, exactly. And yin-yang thinking, I think, is that both that in both – things there is both good uh, in anything there is both good and bad and uh, the the light comes up during the day um, and there's darkness at night but and then light follows and then darkness so that that there's a continual flow of two different things which are opposites in that live in harmony in nature and in business and in life yes i agree it's um it's subtle it's complicated it's more interesting it is more interesting and i find the a bit of frustration Bessie, and I'll ask you to comment on this. I find a bit of frustration uh, between Westerners when they're negotiating with Chinese in that they'll have a view of, uh, look, here's the answer we should get to, and this is how to get to it, where the Chinese thinking is, yes, but you know, that might be the best, but maybe uh, you know, we should add some other extra elements of that that makes it a little more complex. Yeah, I agree. Um, Chinese people, uh, we seek common ground while reserving the differences. That's a good way to yeah. put it. Yeah. Yeah. So it isn't necessarily all one way or the other. And Bessie, just moving generally to your experience, I mean, um, you've done an awful lot of deals between Western country companies and Chinese companies. And uh, through that, um, whether it's yin-yang or other things, what have you found as the main differences uh, between the business culture, the business attitudes and could I ask, or we'll go on to, how you tend to work as a person to solve those things? Sure. Um, I see a lot in common, first of all. Um, for example, uh, both Western cultural Chinese um, people, they want to build up trust. Uh, there are considerations of benefit and negative impact to my business in short and long term. And also, like, uh, do I like you as a business partner? Do I like to deal with you? They are all common points. Uh, however, for 
traditional Chinese people, I think the last point is more important. Do I like you? What the the Westerns,、uh, the decision making is more like to go through a decision trade. I think this、yeah. is the yeah, this is the biggest difference to me. Yes, I remember hearing a story about an American president who was in those days, obviously the chief of arms, etc., was directly involved in in the the battle, and one of his generals would continually just ignore what the president was telling him to do and go and do what he wanted to do. And one of the advisers to the president said. That's just terrible. Why don't you dismiss him? And the president turned、uh, to his advisor, wide-eyed, and said, "But he gets me results. There is a in in Western business a separation between will I do business with you and will I be your your friend and meet your family and have a you know play golf with you or go boating or whatever. So I think there is a bit of difference there. Yes. Yeah, and for Chinese.、Um, I often find generally that once you get invited to family events, you've made a further step into the relationship in business, which is better for the business relationship. Exactly right.、Um, to build a trustworthy relationship with the Chinese people, you need to work together to experience things together, not only、uh, at the negotiation table. If you have opportunities to ex- experience more、uh, of their personal life, and maybe invite、uh, the ch- Chinese delegates to your home to have a homemade dinner,、um, and to, like you said, do other things together or work on the project as a team rather than separate parties, and analyze things together, a keep discussion that will be really helpful. Yeah, and I guess you must spend an awful lot of your time. After hours uh, uh, in social events, Bessie. Then yes,、uh, like you asked me,、uh, how do I help my clients、um, overcome these differences? Yeah.、Um, yeah, I think、uh, one important thing is I I try to arrange a, a dinner if possible. Cause Lovely. Cof- yeah, because coffee or lunch is is different. Because at dinner we could drink some wines. Or Chinese liquors, the the、uh, rice wines. China has a very strong drinking culture,、uh, whether you like it or not. Indeed.、Um, yeah. You, yeah, you need to. You have to admit that after a couple of drinks,、um, you are relaxed, you are happier, and you can show your real personalities.、Um, so that, just like I said,、uh, it's experience more. It's it's an experience. You can only build up trustworthy relationship after you experience things together. Yeah. Yeah. And other aspect、uh, how I help is、um, first of all I only introduce good quality and reliable business partners together. I need to trust them in the first place before I introduce to my friend. So you can see me as a Chinese because I said that's my friend.、Mm. And secondly, I would pro- provide some background information before a meeting to build the image of each other. It will prevent a misunderstanding first impression, because first impression is is very important. Thirdly, I help with mutual understanding. So I I I experience a lot of translation problems. We had、uh, a translator in the room most of the time, and、uh, sometimes I had to correct of some key problems in the translation. Right. Yes. Well done. 
Uh, but a, a lot of uh, a lot of the time for the small errors, I'll just let it go because I need to save means. I need to yeah. save face here yeah, to the interpreters. Um, but for some key ones, I need to correct them, and I need yes. to control the yeah. I need to control the whole situation because I'm the the person in the room to understand each party. Both sides. Yeah, because you're sides. you're a native you're a native speaker in both mainland China and in uh, all of the Western countries. So you've got this advantage of not just being a, <clears throat> a a translator level, but a native level in both. So that's a great advantage you have. Especially when we are, because I'm an, an audit partner, when we yeah. were talking about accounting issues, taxations, professional knowledge, it's helpful in this area too. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, lo I love what you said before that um, you've got to be careful uh, to introduce friends. And it's been explained to me that if you're introducing a friend to someone in business, that's an endorsement of that person. It's an endorsement that that person can be trusted. That's exactly right. And it's very important to Chinese people. Yeah. Hey, can I just tell a quick story, which was um, uh, a number of years ago, actually, when Xi Jinping visited Canberra and met with Kevin Rudd, who was then our prime minister. Yeah. I was at the uh, an event at, uh, at Parliament House and it was a very select crowd, only 3,000 or 5,000 people were there. So it was, it was a very large event. And mm -hmm. I was talking with a, a fellow I know named Kerry. And uh, then uh, I saw the 2IC for the Bank of China in Australia. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, Kerry, uh, can I introduce you to Mr. So-and-so, who is the 2IC? And Kerry said, oh, look, nice to meet you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, is your boss here? And uh the Chinese fellow said, oh, yes, my boss is here. He's just over there. To which Kerry said, oh, would you mind introducing me to him? To which the Chinese person sort of looked back and said, but I don't know you. So he, he was indicating he couldn't, he didn't feel comfortable introducing Kerry to his boss because he didn't uh, he didn't have an endorsement of, of Kerry or know Kerry as a friend. And to now give the punchline for the story, uh, Kerry was actually Kerry Stokes, who owns uh, one of Australia's billionaires uh, and a very prominent businessman and uh, owns uh, Channel 7, I think it was at that time, uh, even though the fact that Kerry had a very uh, public persona and the Chinese person knew that that was Kerry Stokes, who was an Australian billionaire, etc. Um, he still didn't feel comfortable in introducing that person to his boss. Yeah, that's right. Because if I introduce someone um, to my Chinese friend, I give you my endorsement, and if something goes wrong, I'll take the responsibility. Responsibility, yeah. And when I was first uh, sort of starting out in 2004, 2005, working with Chinese people, I, I uh, asked people who'd uh, been working with Chinese, and they said, oh, don't worry, you've only got about four or five years before they'll start to trust you. So it does take a long time to build that trust. That's right. So you need to be really patient. Yes, yes. And uh, re what's the rewards of building that trust, Bessie, in your experience? Chinese people reward trust, reward friendship. It's just mm. like um, for my clients, we always say yeah. Chinese clients are hard to win but hard to lose. Yes. So if they trust you uh, as a friend, they will spend their time and effort to help you out. They yes. They will listen. Yes. So there's an element of guanxi that develops between you. Would that be right? Yes, guanxi. Yeah. And so they'll they'll once you build the trust, 
um, as you say, they're hard to get as, as friends and uh, very hard to lose. Uh, so there's that that relationship of Guanxi that develops with uh, with with favors being owed between each other, helping each other, making sure you provide every assistance you can to your your Guanxi friends. So you you must have a lot of Guanxi around China then, Bessie. You've done a lot of deals. I work closely with our Xiaomi China partners, and they introduce me to their clients. Lovely. Yeah. That's great. Good. And when you said uh, uh, about Mian Zi, um, that really uh, intrigued me because. Uh, one of the things we try to push in the Baker Junk model is how important face is and how that can alter um, the, the the mode and format of communication. And I love the story about how you would translate for translators because, um, uh, but you'd still have to to maintain their face. And that must be a pretty difficult job for you. Yeah, I have to find the right point. Yeah, I think that's a that's a job I'll leave for native speakers like yourself. Yeah, so to understand the culture is is not only it's not only the language. You need to have some background and experience in both cultures. Like um, many years of living in China and Australia and doing uh, work or work together with Chinese people and Australian people, and I also travel around the world. For the past 20 years to understand the different cultures and uh, thinking model. When uh, I guess as part of the negotiation in Yin Yang, in negotiations you get involved with, you'll see the different styles and I guess part of your job is to find the middle ground and help build it uh, into a deal. Yes, exactly. So when you directly translate what people say, um, there's a lot of chance to create misunderstanding because they're from different culture background. Absolutely. Any other advice you've got for Westerners looking at doing business with Chinese people, either in Australia, the US or England, or trying to do business in China? Um, I would say most important thing is respect the Chinese culture. Mm. Because Chinese culture is one of the ancient civilizations and still alive and will continue to last with the development of the country and the society mm-hmm. and the people. You don't have to understand all of it. You don't have to be an expert. But if you respect the cultural knowledge, it can be seen by the Chinese people, can be felt. Oh, yes. They can yeah. tell whether you just want to make money out of them or you are a friend. Yeah. And what can you just describe for me? What's the difference between wanting to make money and being a friend? That's a nice way you put it. To make money uh, out of the Chinese people, um, normally we can see is they don't really care about you. They don't really respect the Chinese culture or they don't respect Chinese people because Chinese people have uh, different lives and different backgrounds, education, um, everything is different. The value can be different too. And um, the society um, the benchmarks of value is different, but if the Westerners um, think that their culture, like for example, um, Trump used to say, U.S. is the greatest nation in this world, you, you don't really appreciate the Chinese culture. And then the Chinese people may say, okay, that's fine, we'll discuss about this later. Uh, they might not say no to you, but you are you are done. So you can't yeah, exactly. with, yeah, you can't yeah. do business yeah. with Chinese people. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I don't want to change anyone, but if if you don't 
realize how deep the Chinese culture is, and you don't really respect the Chinese culture, that's okay. But just don't think of、uh, winning business with Chinese people. Yeah, yeah, and I think in my experience, part of that comes from the Chinese、uh, business world hasn't had contract law until 1999. Um, and doesn't have even today courts that are strong in enforcing those rights. Where in Western culture,、uh, we tend to not rely on relationships as much these days because、um, of three things. One, we don't have uh, 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 we have a, a law of contract. So if you sign a contract, that's something enforceable in the future. Where that seems to be a foreign concept to Chinese business. The second is we have courts that will allow. Uh, enforcement of those rights, and the second is we have、uh, the concept in Australia that if I sell you a business on the day that we complete, I walk away unless I have some arrangement. But I walk away, and it's up to you to make that business profitable. Where in the Chinese business arena, if I go into a business with you,、uh, usually it's not not so much often selling the business, but it's often joint venturing, partnering, partnering、uh, in the business.、Um, And that even if I just sell you the business, I'll still hang around、uh, and help you to make that business a success until you feel comfortable you can make it work.、Mm-hmm. So I think there's that fundamental difference in in Australian versus or Western versus Chinese culture in that when I、uh, do business with you, I'm just there for the profit、uh, and nothing else.、Uh, and once that my profit has been achieved under my contract. I'll disappear and do something else. Where the Chinese will hang around for long term because they know those relationships will be important to them in the future,、uh, and not just for this one deal. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, and I agree with it、um, very much. And can I just ask you one more thing? I remember listening and watching a video by Jack Ma、uh, about business, who's one of the wealthiest persons in China. Um, and uh, he was uh, during the interview. He was talking about Yin Yang、uh, and Jung Yung, and uh, uh, he said that he learnt a lot from、uh, Yin Yang. Where the people would say to him, "Oh, you must hate Amazon.、Uh, you must hate other huge American companies that compete with him." He said, "No, no, I don't hate them at all.、Um, I love them. I think they're great. They're doing fantastic business. They're very good business people." But what I learned from Yin Yang is is When they go strong here, I'll go over to a different place and be strong there, and I won't compete with them directly. I'll find a way of being in harmony with them, as opposed to competing directly. It's no longer how can I score points off you, so I can be number one, but it's how can I、um, both help your business and help my business to be a success. The attitude that Jack Ma took was great.、Uh, let Amazon be strong.、Um, I'll find other places to compete in and. Uh, perhaps we'll find ways of working together to make a, a collaboration that makes both of us more money or more success. Yes, the Chinese mind are more flexible, yes. academic. Yeah, so they they seek opportunities、uh, from different places,、uh, different processes,、uh, not necessarily、uh, a strict decision tree. And like we talked about、uh, about rules and、um, things written. On paper, Chinese people more like to keep their cultures. Than, yes. Yeah, and yeah.、Uh, respect respect relationships and、yes. also respect authorities.、Mm, yeah,、uh, much more than Australians, particularly, and much more than、uh, in any、uh, than most Western cultures. That's right. Yeah, 
And I think I think you're right in that. Uh, I think you're always right, but I think you're right in this one particularly in that um, if you're within um, a friendship relationship, then you can know that that person is always going to uh, have cover your back as well as theirs. Where if you're seen as a uh, someone who's a mob, uh, the invading barbarian who is not to be trusted, well, you know you can understand that you get the results of not being trusted. Yes. I agree. Yeah. And Bessie, I think you do a wonderful job in building that trust between your clients. So I, I commend you on the, your great skill. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> and Bessie, I uh, just end by then, uh, how do people contact you uh, for your business skills or to get to know you? You can find me on Shywin Australia's website um, and I have LinkedIn as well. It's not Excellent. hard to find me. Yep. That's great. So, Bessie, I'll uh, put details about Shinewing in uh, in the podcast notes and uh, and uh, put your email address and that sort of stuff in there. So uh, I would welcome uh, listeners to contact you to chat to you about their business interests for China uh, and uh, for building cross-cultural business. So thank you very much, Bessie, for your time. It's great to speak to you again. Uh, and thank you for taking the time to be part of our podcast. Thank you, Darren. Uh, it's my pleasure. And thank you for having me. All right. So we usually call our podcast listeners podcasts. So you want to join me in saying, Zaijian podcasts. Zaijian podcasts. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you very much, everyone. Bye. Bye. The temperature is 21 degrees Celsius or 17 degrees Fahrenheit. You are required to remain seated with your seatbelt fastened until the seatbelt sign is switched off. Please keep your mobile phone switched off until the aircraft comes to complete stop. For passengers holding air China boarding pass for connecting flight, please clear immigration here. Thank you for one flight with air China.